0: Chapter 63 of the D'Artagnan Romances, Volume 3, Part 1, by Alexandre Dumas, translated by William Robson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. How Monsieur Desmerry's Diamond Passed into the Hands of Monsieur D'Artagnan Whilst this violent, noisy, and bloody scene was passing on the greve, several men barricaded behind the gate of communication with the garden replaced their swords in their sheaths assisted one among them to mount a ready-saddled horse which was waiting in the garden and like a flock of startled birds fled in all directions some climbing the walls others rushing out at the gates with all the fury of a panic he who mounted the horse and gave him the spur so sharply that the animal was near leaping the wall this cavalier we say crossed the place borrier passed like lightning before the crowd in the streets riding against running over and knocking down all that came in his way and ten minutes after arrived at the gates of the superintendent, more out of breath than his horse. The Abbe Fouquet, at the clatter of the hooves on the pavement, appeared at a window of the court, and before even the cavalier had set foot on the ground Well Dincamp cried he, leaning half out of the window. Well it is all over All over cried the Abbe. Then they are saved No, monsieur replied the cavalier. They are hung. Hung? repeated the abbé, turning pale. A lateral door suddenly opened and Fouquet appeared in the chamber, pale, distracted, with lips half-opened, breathing a cry of grief and anger. He stopped upon the threshold to listen to what was addressed from the court to the window. Miserable wretches, said the abbé. You did not fight, then like lions say like cowards monsieur a hundred men accustomed to war sword in hand are worth ten thousand archers in a surprise where is meneville that boaster that braggart who was to come back either dead or a conqueror well monsieur he has kept his word he is dead dead who killed him a demon disguised as a man a giant armed with ten flaming swords a madman who at one blow extinguished the fire put down the riot and caused a hundred musketeers to rise up out of the pavement of the greve fouquet raised his brow streaming with sweat murmuring oh liodeau and demuret dead 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 and i dishonored The abbé turned round and perceiving his brother despairing and livid. "'Come, come,' said he. "'It is a blow of fate, monsieur. We must not lament thus. Our attempt has failed, because God—' "'Be silent, abbé, be silent,' cried Fouquet. "'Your excuses are blasphemies. Order that man up here, and let him relate the details of this terrible event.' but brother obey monsieur the abbe made a sign and in half a minute the man's step was heard upon the stairs at the same time gourville appeared behind fouquet like the guardian angel of the superintendent pressing one finger on his lips to enjoin observation even amidst the bursts of his grief the minister resumed all the serenity that human strength left at the disposal of a heart half broken with sorrow Dane-Camp appeared. "'Make your report,' said Gourville. "'Monsieur,' replied the messenger, "'we received orders to carry off the prisoners and cry, "'Vive Colbert,' whilst carrying them off.' "'To burn them alive, was it not, Abbe?' interrupted Gourville. "'Yes, yes, the order was given to Meneville. Meneville knew what was to be done, and Meneville is dead.' This news appeared rather to reassure Gourville than to sadden him. "'Yes, certainly, to burn them alive,' said the abbé eagerly. "'Granted, monsieur, granted,' said the man, looking into the eyes and the faces of the two interlocutors, to ascertain what there was profitable or disadvantageous to himself in telling the truth. "'Now proceed.' said gourville the prisoners cried dain camp were brought to the grève and the people in the fury insisted upon their being burnt instead of being hung and the people were right said the Abbe. go on but resumed the man at the moment the archers were broken at the moment the fire was set to one of the houses of the place destined to serve as a funeral pile for the guilty this fury "'This demon, this giant of whom I told you, "'and who we had been informed "'was the proprietor of the house in question, "'aided by a young man who accompanied him, "'threw out of the window those who kept up the fire, "'called to his assistance the musketeers "'who were in the crowd, "'leapt himself from the window of the first story "'into the place, and plied his sword so desperately "'that the victory was restored to the archers, "'the prisoners were retaken, "'and Menneville killed.' when once recaptured the condemned were executed in three minutes fouquet in spite of his self-command could not prevent a deep groan escaping him and this man the proprietor of the house what is his name said the Abbe. i cannot tell you not having even been able to get sight of him my post had been appointed in the garden and i remained at my post only the affair was related to me as i repeat it i was ordered when once the affair was at an end to come at best speed and announce to you the manner in which it finished according to this order i set out full gallop and here i am very well monsieur we have nothing else to ask of you said the abbe more and more dejected in proportion as the moment approached for finding himself alone with his brother, "Have you been paid?" asked Gourville. "Partly, Monsieur," replied Danecamp. "Here are twenty pistoles. Be gone, Monsieur, and never forget to defend, as this time has been done, the true interests of the King." "Yes, Monsieur," said the man, bowing and pocketing the money. After which he went out. Scarcely had the door closed after him when Fouquet, who had remained motionless, advanced with a rapid step and stood between the Abbe and Gourville. Both of them at the same time opened their mouths to speak to him. "'No excuses,' said he. "'No recriminations against anybody. If I had not been a false friend, I should not have confided to any one the care of delivering Liodot and de I alone am guilty.' To me alone are reproaches and remorse due. Leave me, Abbe. And yet, monsieur, you will not prevent me, replied the latter, from endeavouring to find out the miserable fellow who has intervened to the advantage of monsieur Colbert in this so well-arranged affair. For, if it is good policy to love our friends dearly, I do not believe that it is bad which consists in obstinately pursuing our enemies. A truce to policy, Abbé. Begone, I beg of you, and do not let me hear any more of you till I send for you. What we most need is circumspection and silence. You have a terrible example before you, gentlemen. No reprisals, I forbid them." there are no orders grumbled the Abbe, which will prevent me from avenging a family affront upon the guilty person and i cried fouquet in that imperative tone to which one feels there is nothing to reply if you entertain one thought one single thought which is not the absolute expression of my will, I will have you cast into the Bastille two hours after that thought has manifested itself. Regulate your conduct accordingly, Abbe." The Abbe colored and bowed. Fouquet made a sign to Gourville to follow him and was already directing his steps toward the cabinet when the usher announced with a loud voice, "'Monsieur Le Chevalier d'Artagnan!' "'Who is he?' said fouquet negligently to gourville an ex-lieutenant of his majesty's musketeers replied gourville in the same tone fouquet did not even take the trouble to reflect and resumed his walk i beg your pardon monseigneur said gourville but i have remembered this brave man has quitted the king's service and probably comes to receive an installment "'of some pension or other.' "'Devil take him,' said Fouquet. "'Why does he choose his opportunity so ill?' "'Permit me then, monsieur, to announce your refusal to him, "'for he is one of my acquaintance "'and is a man whom in our present circumstances "'it would be better to have as a friend than an enemy.' "'Answer him as you please,' said Fouquet. Eh, good Lord," said the Abbe, still full of malice, like an egotistical man. "Tell him there is no money, particularly for musketeers." But scarcely had the Abbe uttered this imprudent speech when the partly open door was thrown back, and D'Artagnan appeared. "He, Monsieur Fouquet," said he, "I was well aware there was no money for musketeers here." therefore i did not come to obtain any but to have it refused that being done receive my thanks i give you good day and will go and seek it at Monsieur colbert's and he went out making an easy bow gourville said fouquet run after that man and bring him back gourville obeyed and overtook d'artagnan on the stairs Monsieur d'artagnan hearing steps behind him turned round and perceived gourville my dear my dear monsieur said he these are sad lessons which you gentlemen of finance teach us i am come to monsieur fouquet to receive a sum accorded by his majesty and i am received like a mendicant who comes to ask charity or a thief who comes to steal a piece of plate but you pronounced the name of monsieur colbert my dear monsieur d'artagnan you said you were going to monsieur colbert's I certainly am going there, were it only to ask satisfaction of the people who try to burn houses, crying vive Colbert. Gourville pricked up his ears. Oh, oh, said he, you allude to what has just happened at the greve? Yes, certainly. And in what did that which has taken place concern you? What? do you ask me whether it concerns me or does not concern me if monsieur colbert pleases to make a funeral pile of my house Oh, so, oh your house was it your house they wanted to burn pardieu was it is the cabaret of the image de notre dame yours then it has been this week well then are you the brave captain are you the valiant blade who has dispersed those who wish to burn the condemned my dear monsieur gourville put yourself in my place i was an agent of the public force and a landlord too as a captain it is my duty to have the orders of the king accomplished as a proprietor it is to my interest my house should not be burnt I have at the same time attended to the laws of interest and duty in replacing Messrs. Liodot and Desmaris in the hands of the archers. Then it was you who threw the man out of the window. It was I, myself, replied D'Artagnan modestly. And you who killed Meneville? I had that misfortune, said D'Artagnan, Bowing like a man who is being congratulated, it was you then, in short, who caused the two condemned persons to be hung, instead of burnt. Yes, Monsieur, and I am proud of it. I saved the poor devils from horrible tortures. Understand, my dear Monsieur de Gourville, that they wanted to burn them alive. It exceeds imagination. Oh, my dear Monsieur D'Artagnan. Go! said Gourville, anxious to spare Fouquet the sight of the man who had just caused him such profound grief. No, said Fouquet, who had heard all from the door of the antechamber, not so, on the contrary, Monsieur d'Artagnan, come in! D'Artagnan wiped from the hilt of his sword alas, a last bloody trace which had escaped his notice, and returned, he then found himself face to face with these three men whose countenances wore very different expressions. With the Abbe, it was anger. With Gourville, stupor. With Fouquet, it was dejection. "'I beg your pardon, monsieur le minister,' said D'Artagnan. "'But my time is short. "'I have to go to the office of the intendant "'to have an explanation with monsieur Colbert "'and to receive my quarter's pension.' "'But, monsieur,' said Fouquet. There is money here. D'Artagnan looked at the superintendent with astonishment. You have been answered inconsiderately, monsieur. I know because I heard it, said the minister. A man of your merit ought to be known by everybody. D'Artagnan bowed. Have you an order? added Fouquet. Yes, monsieur. Give it me. I will pay you myself. Come with me. He made a sign to Gourville and the Abbe, who remained in the chamber where they were. He led D'Artagnan into his cabinet, as soon as the door was shut. How much is due to you, monsieur?' "'Why, something like five thousand livres, monseigneur.' "'For arrears of pay?' "'For a quarter's pay.' "'A quarter consisting of five thousand livres?' said Fouquet, fixing upon the musketeer a searching look. Does the king, then, give you 20,000 livres a year? Yes, Monseigneur, 20,000 livres a year. Do you think it is too much? I cried Fouquet, and he smiled bitterly. If I had any knowledge of mankind, if I were, instead of being a frivolous, inconsequent and vain spirit, of a prudent and reflective spirit, if— in a word i had as certain persons have known how regulated my life you would not receive twenty thousand livres a year but a hundred thousand and you would not belong to the king but to me d'artagnan colored slightly there is sometimes in the manner in which a eulogium is given in the voice in the affectionate tone a poison so sweet that the strongest mind is intoxicated by it The superintendent terminated his speech by opening a drawer and taking from it four rouleaux, which he placed before d'Artagnan. The Gascon opened one. Gold, said he. It will be less burdensome, monsieur. But then, monsieur, these make twenty thousand livres. No doubt they do. But only five are due to me. I wish to spare you the trouble of coming four times to my office.' "'You overwhelm me, monsieur.' "'I do only what I ought to do, monsieur le Chevalier, and I hope you will not bear me any malice on account of the rude reception my brother gave you. He is of a sour, capricious disposition.' "'Monsieur,' said D'Artagnan, "'believe me, nothing would grieve me more than an excuse from you.' therefore i will make no more and will content myself with asking you a favor oh monsieur fouquet drew from his finger a ring worth about a thousand pistoles monsieur said he this stone was given to me by a friend of my childhood by a man to whom you have rendered a great service a service i said the musketeer I have rendered a service to one of your friends you cannot have forgotten it monsieur for it dates this very day and that friend's name was monsieur damery one of the condemned yes one of the victims well monsieur d'artagnan in return for the service you have rendered him i beg you to accept this diamond do so For my sake. Monsieur, you accept it, I say. Today is with me a day of mourning. Hereafter you will perhaps learn why. Today I have lost one friend. Well, I will try to get another. But, Monsieur Fouquet, adieu, Monsieur D'Artagnan, adieu, cried Fouquet with much emotion. Or... "'Rather, au revoir.' "'And the minister quitted the cabinet, "'leaving in the hands of the musketeer the ring "'and the twenty thousand livres.' "'Oh,' said D'Artagnan, after a moment's dark reflection, "'how on earth am I to understand what this means? "'Mordieu! "'I can understand this much only. "'He is a gallant man. "'I will go and explain matters to Monsieur Colbert.' And he went out. End of chapter sixty three, Recording by john Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.